Hello. Magic Monday. Oh, I needed this today, Gina. Me too. I mean, (laughs) we tried on Monday. (laughs) It's Thursday. We always try. Oh, my good grief. I was like, um, there's this intro music that plays as it's dialing you. And I almost had this like flashback. And I want to say I was like almost triggered. (laughs) (laughs) The post-traumatic stress of us trying to get this done on Monday. It was so funny, but also horrible because we attempted, I want to say like 20 times to connect and record. I think we spent at least a legitimate 25 minutes doing that before I was like, there's no way we could even get a session in now. (laughs) That's how the energies were working against us. Um, I don't know. I think it's, it's interesting to use technology to connect and talk about spirituality because there are all of these weird glitches that happen. And I know you do like a meditation of like quartz crystal protecting. I was thinking that as you were texting me, you're like, I'm trying to call. And I was like, quartz crystal is surrounding us. I was like just walking across the room to go get my quartz crystal because I was like, fuck, I better be wearing this while we talk. Because <laughs> legitimately, the, it, this happens when I, um, I've taken pictures of computer screens when I've been either doing work or listening to music or channeling or something. And then I'll go and I'll Google something. I want to look at it and it glitches and it freezes in the strangest way. Mm-hmm. I have it on Instagram posts. I'll share posts and it comes out in the weirdest, like three or four different, it looks like a collage. And you're like, well, I guess no one's meant to see that. Do you remember when I did the egg clearing for you and then we were talking on video and it just kept getting really crazy. Like it would just cut out or go like snowy. Yep. And I've never had that happen on a video call. Really? Oh, yeah. Welcome to my world. I used to walk down the aisles of an electronic store and all the radios would pop and like buzz. And um, I think it's like the old school radios. So now the ones that have Bluetooth don't do it. But the old schools in the cars, I, if I would get stressed out when Kyle was driving, all of a sudden the radio would pop and buzz. Ooh. Energy (laughs) takes the path of least resistance Mm -hmm. and cell phones and all electronics are open conduits. I think people forget about that. Yeah. Easy to forget. It's like just. Do you do any clearings for like your cell phone? I sage my phone (laughs) every day. I'm like, let me sage this because I don't want any craziness coming through. Um, I often Agua Florida, but it's also double because it's like an alcohol cleanser. (laughs) Yes, you're like sanitize uh-huh. and cleanse all the negative. Yeah, energy. and then I have a friend. Um, his name's Michael Vodder. He's this like musician dude who gave me an organite sticky. So it's a really small, almost like the size of a quarter. And um, so organite is something that's an infusion of like crystals and copper and quartz and all these things, and it's meant to like refract the radioactive whatever it is counteract it right so yeah he gave me one of those and I have it stuck to the back of my phone I need one it actually has sincerely helped like my phone is more dependable now than my computer you also have organite earrings Mm -hmm. don't you they feel badass just have an organite like whole outfit (laughs) head to toe protected piece just like some Cleopatra style 
fuck yeah a crown yeah like um those kinds of glove rings that look like whole fucking like night gauntlets just go all the way yes arms yes oh my god wait wait let's make it happen people my reiki would be so powerful (laughs) it already is you don't even need to be in the same room as kate she does distance feelings (laughs) You know, I've actually been getting a lot of feedback from people who have been receiving items they've been buying from me. It's pretty wild. Like, for some reason, the item shows up at a sacred divine time, and then they can feel the energy. It's just really beautiful validation to have people write me without me asking. And they're like, I fucking felt you. I felt the medicine. I had a whole moment. Yeah, I definitely feel that when I get packages from you. I get so excited whenever I get a Kate package. I, like, run inside, (laughs) and I rip it open. My cat comes out of nowhere and, like, sits there because she wants to be in the energy with me. And I I do, like, a whole show and tell with my cat. And I'm like, this is the oil that Kate gave us. This is the crystal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Y'all are missing out on Gina's show and tells. (laughs) I live for Gina's Instagram video show and tells in my messenger. Yes. My eBay hauls and my Amazon hauls. I'm going to do a whole fashion show because I was telling you last night, Instagram analytics has me figured out. So they have sent me so many shark things. I love sharks and I'm always looking for super feminine clothing that has sharks on it. And they, found a store that specializes in that and it was just showing up all over like the little advertisements and I went crazy I was like I'm just gonna buy all the clothes that's fine okay that's the next test is if you actually do click on them what do they replace them with what's the next thing the next thing that I got was stuff about like meditation cushions because I had been searching for that like good you've purchased now we'll refresh what's your your yeah, latest they have obsession? Like a rolodex ready yeah i was happy because i wanted to get one of those split ender machines you know the ones that like you slide your hair through and it cuts off all the split ends oh, no. you know those don't things know you don't know about <laughs> that it was super big in early 2000s and now that we're stuck in quarantine, I'm afraid to cut my own hair because I'm sure I'll mess it up. But I have a lot of split ends. They're like $200. I looked on eBay for ones everywhere. It's 200 bucks. And I kept telling Nick, and I'm sure my phone was listening, and I said I, would, I could find one that's $30. And last week on my Instagram feed, a $30 knockoff version showed up. I'll let you know, if I'm bald... In our next uh, Magic Monday, I'll tell you, it was not a good Christmas, but like, I hope For a good. long time, we have no video clips of Gina because Gina's like, I can't be seen. This cannot be documented. Right. I'll wear a hat. I'll wear a wig. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Do you know, do you think that this is all just the algorithm? But I feel like there's this, like, bonus of this being, like, Gina's special sauce because you also my manifestation yeah. like i mean i wouldn't be surprised if you if the algorithm gave you this like option to buy a regular price one but the odds of it being a fucking 30 dollars when it's a technically like a 200 dollars buy that seems like genius who knows 
I love manifesting things. As you know, Kate, I, one of the biggest things that I miss during quarantine is going to, to the thrift store. I know we can go right now. I just don't feel comfortable really being out in public um, due to some pre-existing health issues. But I would go and I would sit in the parking lot and I would imagine various items that are on my wish list of things to find. And I would just say, universe, I'd really like to find this. Oh my God. Uh, I would say 85% of the time I would walk away with one of those items that is my growing wish list of if I could only find in a thrift store for $5, I'll purchase it list. That's actually a really good rule. That's a really good rule. (laughs) Magic comes in all shapes and sizes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Thrift Mm -hmm. store magic is one of my big ones. Um, Thrift stores are great places to find magical tools. You don't have to spend a lot of money and get traditional items. Um, If you want a little cauldron to burn things in, you can look in a thrift store. You can look for non-traditional items. Always just be aware of what the item is made of and that it is fire resistant and safe to burn things in if you are using fire. Legit. Legit. Which is like... Don't burn down your house. Two really awesome other kind of um, points that I love to share with people is like, one is this shit does not. Ha- I mean, everything if it's if it's new or used, it's all been touched. There's energy, so always clear and like be sensitive to like if an object doesn't feel right, don't just be like glamorized by it and be like I need this thing. Go with your instincts. But there's like there's no need for these items that we use to be like new and special and perfect and the most expensive, especially nowadays. If something is the most expensive, I'm like, it's probably marketing (laughs) versus if something feels like it's they they say resonate. But I think it's like it inspires. It expresses joy. You know, you just get like, I can't wait to do something with this. You feel already connected to something and for me that's very much my um I feel like the if we doubled down on a thrift store experience together we would just loot this place because I walk through and I feel where something is I feel it calling me so I have to do like laps (laughs) hone in on it yeah and it happened yesterday with my rainbow moonstone I have it on top of my pyramid sweat outside and I was out doing some thing and I got this real sharp ping in my ear. And so I was walking around the yard, like, where is the sound coming from? And I found that my little crystal had like fallen and down under a piece of wood. And it was just like stronger and stronger, like that game of hot and cold. It was saying, yeah, help yeah, me, yeah, please yeah. put me back. So I'll be like, okay, I really want to find this place. So this thing I, I need, I'm looking for an item. And that like the store will draw me, which which thrift or which neighborhood or like that'll show up and draw me. And then you like wander around the space, the area, the garage sale, and the thing will like keep calling me. (laughs) We need to make this happen when it's safe for me to venture outside. We will do an epic thrift store adventure. Maybe we'll even podcast it. Oh my gosh. That'd be so fun. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is like somebody sent in a request. Let's see how long it takes Gina and I to manifest it. 
<laughs> right. Within reason, please. It's going to take me a while to manifest a yacht or a mansion. It's Perhaps life Five dollar limit, you know? We can go with this, like, an item reasonably priced <laughs> for five dollars. Yeah. Yes. I'm dying to see what the requests are. I'm sure it's going to be something crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, of course, it's where you're going to find it. Like, when you go to the thrift stores or garage sales, you find the weirdest things that you could never explain, like, trolls wearing Hawaiian t-shirts, you know, it's just like, well, that seems pretty regular, but in my mind, I was imagining this very specific one that was carved out of wood. <laughs> Do you have that? No. Is that an item? Something... You're going to find that. <laughs> it's something that I've seen before, unless passing through and somebody had like actually glued on googly eyes instead of like little, it was just like so disturbing and strange. It looked like it this sounds really scary. Yeah. I was like, this is a spirit. I can't bring you home with me. <laughs> yeah. You're going to find a wooden troll with googly eyes and a Hawaiian shirt. It's just going to be outside your door. Like a knock is going to come and you're going to open the door and it's going to be there. Well, the way this last week has been going, I'm absolutely not surprised by something like that. Oh my goodness. Talk, oh my gosh. I feel like my dreams, I've been telling you the last week or so, the dreams just seem like memories. Yes. And I have, really have to sit throughout the day and I'd be like, wait a minute. That was my dream last night. That wasn't last week. Maybe it was last it week, so. but like in a different lifetime, parallel universe, right. you. Because now we've got conversations of, like, we had talked about the topic potentially being of reincarnations and lifetimes. And today, listening to some of the podcasts we were sharing, I started thinking about fucking dimensions and realms on top of that. How do you... I, I, I think we talked about this before. I had this memory, maybe this was a dream, but I have this memory of you talking about being in ceremony and you seeing someone like get up and leave but then they were not they were just laying there and you were just like wow I'm just stepping through other dimensions and how do I call everyone back to the right dimension that they're meant to be mm -hmm. in that, did I dream that or did we um, talk about that? well that feels like a ceremony that I did have where it, I had watched a whole thing on the Mandela effect during the day and then I went in to facilitate uh, an a medicine plant medicine ceremony that afternoon evening and it was people like it, the entrances and the exits did not make sense and I was tracking it because it's my job too and I was like you guys are literally walking through portals or something because you're entering one way and exiting another way and this makes no fucking sense so like one of those paintings with like the staircases and the doors hanging upside down and people walking in and yeah. out you know what I'm yeah. talking about and we have people who take care in certain areas so if I go to the fire pit and onto one side and the and then there was a bathroom onto the other side of the ceremony circle so you go and you check in with those facilitators and they can tell you that that person came right back the way they they came right back to circle they didn't go anywhere else and I'm like well they came back from the bathroom not from the fire pit so <laughs> um, that was pretty, it's pretty interesting to experience those things and yet have to stay here in this realm, in this world. Like um, a lot of people who talk about um, 
here's a far reach like the aliens may not show up to communicate with us until we are ready to meet them vibrationally like um, we might lose our shit and feel awkward and in a technical way you might feel nauseous or overwhelmed or have migraines to this point you just can't process it um and so I kind of feel like walking through these medicine ceremonies, I get this actual sense of what it is to um, this visceral feeling of being in a different realm and a different reality while still being a, a human avatar, to say the least. Yeah. And I think with vibration and different realms, portals to other places, Normally, I feel very stuck wherever I am. I don't think, maybe I do jump around and I don't really realize this. Um, <laughs> I just am existing on whatever plane this podcast is on. But I feel something I think about a lot, because um, this was something I had struggled with. Uh, I studied Buddhism for a very long time and Obviously, reincarnation is a big aspect of that philosophical belief. I don't know if I vibed with it when I was looking into it um, at that age. And one of the more modern Buddhist belief is that uh, instead of reincarnating as uh, another lifetime and serving out our karmic debt, it's happening all the time mm. to us. And I think about that where is this the timeline where I'm the best person that I can be? Or is this the timeline where I'm a crappy person and we can move around a lot. It's not like we're stuck um, on that timeline or in that space. And I think in that way, we are constantly moving and shifting perhaps on the same vibrational level. I think mm -hmm. what I experience is more lateral shifts and what you're experiencing is like, horizontal mm -hmm. where you're jumping levels into different vibrations mm -hmm. yeah there's like a stretch <laughs> yeah. yeah and I imagine it feels really strange to be out of that lateral more human vibration into something completely alien and different yeah the closest I could explain for anyone who has like never done any of the plant medicine is like if you've ever done something where you've stood up so fast that like you just everything flashes and you f you almost don't know what up is and down is like it can be this really visceral physiological sense of overwhelm and I don't know what other what other scenario I'm good at but one like this like strangely good at um like emergency situations and so if it feels like this life or death and other people depend on me, I can get myself to just like stick to that courage space. But, um, but it's definitely not like the most comfortable space to live in, nor does it make a lot of sense. It's very much an adrenaline dump when you're there. I thought you were going to take that analogy somewhere else where you're like, have you ever just stood up? 
And I, in my head, I thought you were going to be like stood up so fast. You just went into another dimension. I thought that's how you were. I was like, no, I've never experienced that, but okay. But I've totally experienced standing up too quickly and felt that dizziness, strangeness, and perhaps that need. um, I don't know if need is the right word, but being in the moment of having to protect and care for other people is what elevates your vibration into those higher planes mm-hmm. because caring for others and love and joy and compassion are all considered higher vibrational energies yeah and those definitely in my own you know we can we can pull back the layers of it but definitely more easy for me to access that when it comes to others in that dynamic and I've learned that that is my teacher for my own self in life I want to bring that one around <laughs> Right. Yeah. Because if inadvertently you start by emulating what you see and you notice the status of caretaking is one of like martyrdom and you become exhausted or burned out and you realize you have to actually take care of yourself and that um, I'm doing this like TRE trauma release exercise certification. And just the biggest thing I find is it's he calls it a grassroots movement in that it's not supposed to be secretive and it's not supposed to be elusive and it's no one else can really tell you how this is supposed to look or feel. Um, And the biggest thing for us to learn as facilitators is uh, to hold patience and, and just interest, just be interested and very patient. And like, and that's what they just, then that's it. And I thought you are actually giving this power back to people, right? You're really helping people help themselves and that is so, I mean, I know you understand in your own line of work how um, that, that feeds you, right? You're like, yes, I can take another step into this. Yes, I can help one more person. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it shifts from this mentality of being a savior to being an observer. Yeah. And that's typically what people need is there's no way you can truly save another person unless we're talking about like jumping into a lake and saving someone who's drowning sort of scenario. But when it comes to emotionally, spiritually, existentially, that person who's experiencing it has to do the work. But the hardest part about it is how lonely that work can feel. And to have someone just look and be like, I see you. I, I understand, or I can try to understand helps so much and it's like the big thing about again like tre in itself is like you are witnessing you're just witnessing and the more you can be there with people to help them like find their own intuition so this a woman reach out about like she's like i'm feeling called to ancestors how do i create a practice to, to my ancestors and i don't really know a lot about them and i'm like girl your body like your own, your own wants, your own needs. Like you go live your life. That's what all of them lived for was to give you your life. The most like amazing celebration of our own ancestry would be like to love myself and to speak my truth. And what a radical idea. Right? Yet again, like taking it back into that own introspective power. And our bodies are from our ancestors, be it just through genetics or 
through the lessons that they lived and died to teach us, good or bad. So how do you reconcile? This is where my mind gets like buckled and I can't figure out how to weave them together. The ideas of karma and reincarnation and then also ancestry and those all those lessons together because like that's multi-layered right I love how you ask me the most complex (laughs) question and you're like how do you navigate it I don't know (laughs) I don't know I'm like Um, I know how I I don't know how I'm succeeding it I know I'm trying to navigate it I'm interested in how you're (laughs) I think like you said, there are many layers. And um, we were talking about this a couple of months ago with um, the Irish people making the donation um, in regards to the blood debt that they felt they had um, to the, I forget which First Nations it was that made it. Do you know what I'm talking about? The donation the First Nations made to the Irish people during the Irish famine yes. and they felt like it was a blood debt and they paid it back recently to, I, I can't remember which first nations it was. And I apologize for that. And I, was like I over on the East coast. Yeah. yeah, it was very powerful to see and to, to know that the, this idea of like a blood debt was recognized by people who I, I don't know how, what exactly the Irish belief is in ancestors and things of that nature. But I have never heard of the Irish people honoring that aspect of things. Maybe I'm ignorant to it, but I have Irish heritage and I was never told about that. So it's kind of beautiful to see how, even if perhaps that's not a common language or a common belief, this idea still resonated of paying it back, paying it forward, um, and remembering the kindnesses that have been paid towards mm-hmm. us. And that, that true, like native indigenous of living for seven generations is and yes. again, this like not again, not self-interested, but community interested. And, uh, it's a real, I, you know, it's, I have, I think like three quarters Irish or so more in my, in my own, and as much as I've loved um, being born American and like having my fantasies of my Irish ancestry, because I understand that that, right. It's all like a fantastical thing for me having not actually been or, uh, and only being able to teach myself so much through the internet. Um, but I really don't know beyond what the history books can tell me about Irish oppressed oppression, like what the actual or, origination of Irish ancestry is. Yes. And that's an ancestral contract that you and I share this common bloodline heritage that perhaps our ignorance is shedding some light on how we should navigate and research and honor those lessons that our ancestors lived and died for. Yeah, Um, I feel like, your question is complex karma and ancestors, all of those things. I feel that personal karma, my own belief about it is we live it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think maybe in another lifetime, I'll have to 
pay back some things that are incomprehensible to me. But I think karma most of the time is relatively instantaneous and is a reflection of your life in this moment. That's my own personal belief. Um, And I think some of the hardships in my own life probably were in part of my soul contract and what I formulated with myself Mm. to learn and grow and come past some of the ignorances I have had in my life or lifetimes. Okay. That makes me wonder if I should do a bit, well, I know I should do a bit more research, research in, because in the, um, in the karmic lineage or or language, right. There's like samsara and samskara and samadhi. Like there's all these layers of different, so I'm wondering how many of these are us speaking about similar topics, but we've just, you know, how we do as humans, like we're all talking about very similar things in line, but almost overcomplicating it. Just like my question. Yes. <laughs> I don't, you asked it in a very simple way and that's like what threw me off. And I was just like, I I don't know. <laughs> my husband does it all the time. He asks these questions and I'm like, my brain like bleh, glitches. Cause I go, I don't even know how to start with this shit. <laughs> First part of the question. <laughs> I also think it's funny. Um, you and I had like a rough outline of what to talk about today. I was not expecting that question. So I was not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> My Pisces brain was just like, oh, we had notes? Where are those notes? <laughs> I had them in the but spring. it's a good question. Karma is important when you're talking about uh, past lives. Because I get a lot of people and... that are like, they get really shocked about this idea, especially if, if we are human, and people's um, immediate knee-jerk reaction is, well, I must have been a lower life form before, and I will be a more advanced life form next. And um, and those are the, that's a judgment, right? <laughs> I was like, how do we know? I was listening to the podcast I shared a bit earlier with you, and we were talking about they were talking about alien life form, and and this one person was like, oh, I hope we're not the stupidest ones out there. And I'm like, well, wait, in like if in the lapse of time there are other beings that have been evolving for millions of years, and they've figured some shit out, we're not stupider. We just have less time on the clock. Or we learned different things. things. Emotional bodies versus intellectual bodies. Oh, and this comes to that whole concept of like every single consciousness, every live experience is absolutely necessary for the whole collective. Wrapping back to your life, it doesn't matter if you're a good person or does it matter if you're living the life you're supposed to be living now? Right. And it it's hard to to say with like how could we know what's going to happen to us when we die i mean you and i both have had near-death experiences but we got to see briefly behind the veil however we didn't go all the way through (laughs) (laughs) we're still here we still came back to these these bodies just a Um, taste when kate and i first started talking 
we discovered we had a shared past life. It was so funny when we were talking about this and I don't even remember how we got, I, I feel like we just go off on these tangents and that's probably why we decided to start making this podcast. Cause we're just like, wow, these are some interesting conversations we're <laughs> yep. having. And I shared with you that I had this recurring dream when I was very little about being like sacrificed in ancient times in some civilization I have no knowledge about. And then you're just like, Oh my God, (laughs) that was me. I was the one who did that to you. So perhaps um, that was part of our karmic journey together was to live through that and understand each other. We, we have thus forgiven one another, obviously for, for those things. Actually, I'm holding a grudge against you. Yeah, right. I mean, it was kind of an honor (laughs) at the time, you know, like, (laughs) it's a whole big deal. It's different culture. But it would be interesting if we could see all of the people in our life and to know if we've lived other lifetimes with them and what our relationship to them was in those moments because it might be very surprising the person who you love the most now could have been someone you hated and that was part of the the journey to developing those aspects of yourself and those feelings mm-hmm. man there's so much i mean i'll say mythology because I, I can't say from personal narrative for other cultures but I, there's mythology and stories around um, I want to say it's a, like Japanese saying that um, the face, like the face you were born with now in this life is the face of the person that loved you the most in the past life. That's Isn't pretty. That pretty. I was like, it's hard for me to wrap my head around that with some other experiences I've had about what I think my actual past. Well, actually, you know what? I could get around that. I could see that. Because I've had a few very strange, like, um, past life validations. So I, there's this moment where I'm like, how do I take these things that other people say? And yet we know so very little about the whole entire web of it. That could, it could very well be true in just one of many aspects. I love how you just came up with a revelation. You're like, no, actually, I can <laughs> I can come to terms. This is what my husband has to deal with. I'm like, sorry, you live with a fucking holistic philosopher. (laughs) I like it. Um, Do people ever ask you how to discover what their past life was? No. People ask me this. I don't know why they don't come to you. I don't know why people ask me these questions because I do not advertise as having any of that knowledge. (laughs) Wow. I'm surprised nobody has asked you for like that sort of discovery of self. No, you know, and I would think that like, especially with shamanic journeys and other shit that I do, that like past life is right there. Like all that kind of regression or even like this life information. Like I've had people go through journeys to like find shit in their, you know, they're like looking for their grandmother's ring or something, you know, and they're like, oh, so it is actually also surprising to me that um, that 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 hasn't come up. 
I think people are now everybody has to ask Kate to do past life <laughs> retrieval. I think people are actually like pretty afraid to they just want to be told the good stuff instead of go see anything they don't want to see because you don't get to like I mean it's nice to have a medium filter through for you like I'm like Gina I want to hear out of your mouth and your filter and I don't want to have to see shit I'm not ready for you're a Cleopatra in a past oh bitch you know that right I'm sorry, probably none of us were Cleopatra in a past life or anybody who is historically known or great, quote unquote, but they were great in their own humble aspects. I've heard one thing that's really like been interesting uh, years ago, this idea that, that almost all of us were and are because we're all one, that like... The- so we had the collective yeah, so like, is Cleopatra. The people can go back into these regressions into past lives is, um, is that we are all one. So you actually can access any past life at any point. You would have to, um, there's this one woman, oh, the new wave, the new earth. What the fuck? I just talked about it earlier. And she was doing hypnosis and she found that all of a sudden the subconscious would come forward. And when a person's subconscious would come forward, they could legitimize whether the, this soul had actually like been the soul that was running that body in that life versus the fact that all of us are one. So we all are connected to that body in that life. I mean, it is nice that we all got a turn to be Cleopatra or Alexander the great. Yeah. Um, the, I did a, and also not retrieval. the good ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> I did a past life retrieval. It freaked me out a little bit. Um, So I have a very predominant scar, but people wouldn't see it because it's in a place that's typically covered by clothing. And the shamanic practitioner I was with, um, they had me like lie down. Uh, They didn't really talk during the whole process. And they asked if it was okay to like put hands on me. And they kept touching the area where the scar is. And I had not told them any of this information. And then at the end, they kind of did a debriefing and they were just like, in a past life, you were stabbed where I was touching you. And I lifted up my shirt and it looked like a stab wound. And they were just like, are you kidding me right now? And I was like, nope, that was from an accident that I was in. So that was kind of interesting to, to have that happen. I don't know what that means. Maybe I was like doomed to have that injury in many lifetimes Mm. I don't know but this is a common one like I know people that are believe that birthmarks are these you know these signifiers like there was um something I was watching on the Gaia TV and this gentleman like was driving by a battle site he just like needed to take this detour when he was doing a road trip and it was this battlefield and he like fell to the ground and felt all this pain and, and all these emotions and then found out that the person, the general who was hurt, was harmed in all the places this man had hurt himself in his life. Like the same ankle, the same hand, the same neck, the same shoulder. It was yeah, him. He knew it was him. He was like, I know this is happening. And as you were speaking, I was just remembering like, the the most recent past life that I've experienced was this 
gentleman who was um, total like wheat field California farm vibe um, just really classic <laughs> it's really corny almost kind of like the way my husband is now this like kind of really handsome classic white bread American kind of vibe but didn't really have much to do in life and then went over to serve in the Korean War and he um, he died on the battlefield trying to help his his um, uh, he was actually the one who was giving the orders in line I've just like forgotten all the words for all the people but he was basically giving orders to like take his unit into this area and this area was basically they were basically jumped and gunned down and he himself started to run into the field and I think he ran back and forth like five times and pulled people out of the debris until he himself was just like gunned down and um I've always felt like the amount of moles, like I have a whole bunch of these moles all over my body and a number of them in larger clusters. And I've always felt like the, it was like shrapnel and like multiple marks. So mm. I was like, that really makes sense. If I was to go in detail, it would take a lot longer about um, the whole experience of this past life that I had. And I had this experience um, in kind of like a waking lucid dream moment that this name came to me in this image that then I felt compelled to do research on. And I found that everything I saw in this dream image was then confirmed by my research. So. That's amazing. <laughs> it's fucking wild. I also just want to throw out most people don't remember past lives and it's okay. Like don't stress there. You're not meant to discover it. You already have the knowledge of what you were supposed to learn and gain from those things. Um, I think there in the research that I've done seems to be people who have had near death experiences tend to remember past lives and um, also children yeah. because they're closer to that life than they are to the one that they're living right now. Yeah. And I think we just, there's a, this weird value where people want to know that it's going to unravel some mystery about themselves. I, I don't necessarily think that it, it will. Um, no, and this is, like my, a, this is like a systemic issue of continuing to reach outside of ourselves for validation and approval versus just trusting. Yeah, and my memories from past life experiences I'm they didn't really change much of anything no right <laughs> they gave me a lot of nightmares when I was little holy shit they so disturbed nightmares, me right but that's it um like weird anecdotal stuff uh where I was just like wow that was traumatic to remember as, mm -hmm. <laughs> as a child mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but other than that I don't like walk through the world thinking about these people that I was and you're not supposed to you're supposed to live this life yeah because it's like the idea uh I think across the board of of reincarnation or multiple lives in any way shape or form is is that it's not a judgment about oh I'm gonna come into this life or that because I've earned this betterment it's about continuing the experience of self-awareness right you think like the collective 
ascension. So yeah, it's, there's this like part of you that is learned. Then it's like check, and it goes into that DNA, and it goes into that soul fiber, and then you get the next level of experience that you're ready for of consciousness. Yeah, and there are you know some beliefs like the Bodhisattva, where there are enlightened beings who choose to stay in this plane of existence to help others and divine, sacrifice of themselves. Divine blessings onto those freaking beings. Oh my goodness. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm like, can't wait to get out of this craziness. <laughs> You're just going to zap into a different dimension. You're going to be like, I had this experience where I just stood up really quickly. And then I was in a different dimension. And I never came back. Sounds great. <laughs> Send me some white butterflies if that happens. Game on, will do. I'm like, I've been practicing for this moment my whole life. I am ready. You just like, you know, tell me when. (laughs) I hope that you reach Nirvana and I hope everyone else (laughs) reaches it as well. Um, Oh, speaking of white butterflies, the other day I was walking and one kept following me and I was just like, hi, Kate. Yes. Yes. They come through my yard and every time, because especially now that I've also spoken with you and another about this, right? It's like, well, this is the agreement I think we've spoke about in maybe our other podcast was um, if you're going to call in the ancestors or any kind of guide, you better fucking acknowledge and give gratitude on it doesn't matter it's about this level which kind of brings me back to this other thought i had at the very beginning about items is that um someone had brought this this kind of idea to mind that the only reason we have sacred items on our walls the only reason we have these relics is because we're no longer actually using them like sacred items used to just be used you use the fork you use the cauldron you use you just use these things hence why thrift stores are fucking great find also you don't need to purchase anything or have items it's just in my own practice it just helps focus my mind but you can get a stick or dirt or a leaf or rock those are my favorite anything i once did a a reading for a friend with saliva in the dirt (laughs) oh like spinning into the dirt and I was like, that sounds let's so just interesting. play a game and like, we'll play like with a pendulum in your body. You ask a few yes or no questions or things that are like, they would be considered a truth to you. Like, I'd be like, this, this person is, goes by the name of Kate, you know, and you test some yes or no's. And then, and then you play the game to see if you can figure out bubbles and placement. <laughs> I am always afraid whenever I do those like questions where you have to do a litmus test, (laughs) you are asking truths that I'm going to be like, my name is Gina. It's going to say no. And then I'm just going to be like, oh, I don't even know who I am. Oh, Gina, that's where I go off the deep end. And I'm like, okay, we're just going to go to the next question and come back to that (laughs) later. (laughs) It scares me whenever I ask that question, I'm like, my name is Gina and I'm just like please be yes please tell me the case holy shit 
I mean, now that people are really talking, like there's so many mediums online or and the internet, they're talking about like how fucked up the Ouija board has has like been. How many people have brought in spirits and shit? You know, I'm like, oh fuck. Did you play with the Ouija yes. board? Have you ever played? Oh, with and I was one of the worst offenders. I really so. My friend had a Ouija board, and we played a few times. But then. I found this like oracle board. It was circular and it had the planets and the houses and the stars and like ev- all these different layers. And uh, we were playing with this. I had a, I always have a tendency to build a coven, you know, <laughs> like my, my one or two like close ones that'll go there with me. So it was me and these two other girls that were really tight throughout middle school. And uh, we started playing with this. And what I noticed immediately was each of the planets moved differently. And at the time, I knew nothing about the planets. I'm like 12, 13. I fucking know nothing about them. But how much you want to bet the fact that three, right? The one that goes retrograde, that's all about communication and all that slow down. Every time Mercury would come to talk, it would move in spirals. He wow. would never go from one to another. He would literally, like a spinning top, have to spiral his way around the board in like m- tiny little spirals to get to the thing. <sighs> Mercury is so annoying. Holy shit. So we'd start <laughs> asking a question and it would move. And I'd be like, oh my God, this is Mercury, isn't it? And he'd be like, yep. I'm like, God damn it. And, um, and I started asking some questions that I know better. I know better. And I think that I kind of blocked them out of my memory because I kind of was like, Holy, they were so scary. Like, like, just like, when is my mother going to die? Like, why, why would I be that fucking cavalier? <laughs> I just, I don't know if we ever get truthful answers from things like that, because think of it this way. Everyone who plays with a Ouija board kind of has pre-programmed like something bad is going to come through right all the horror movies so I feel like it's just pre-programmed to kind of okay be scary that's you want to hear I don't know because after I went to the jungle and started doing all this this ritual shit so um just before I moved out of Seattle I was working with a person in a little jewelry shop and they were like I'm gonna go do a Ouija board thing and I was like okay legitimately here's what you need to do you need to light these candles. You need to say these words. Here's some Palo Santo. Here's this. Here's that. You're also going to then say only medicine can come through. Only beings of love. And like I gave them a whole script. And, and then they came back. And I was like, so how'd your Ouija board go? And she's like, nothing happened. <laughs> You're like, good. So everything I sent you worked. worked. <laughs> Not, to- Not to say like, I'm sure there are people who use Ouija boards as tools yeah. and things come true and truths come true. I just feel like people mess around with things they don't understand. And one of the things that I always go back to is developing a relationship with your guide because that is going to step in and (laughs) be like, hold up, hold up. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Um, There have been many a times where I've heard that little voice in the back of my head. Sometimes I ignore it. Sometimes I take, (laughs) sometimes I take my guide's advice. Um, and if I ignore it and something goes wrong, my guide is always like, you're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way we talk to our guides, like so fucking nonchalant. 
I think they knew that when they signed up for the gig. Yeah. Where we're just like, this is how we are. I hope you, you like it. We've talked about I mean, there's, why we think our partners they're are sticking around. lifetime with us. To learn. But yeah, they were up there like trying to act all guidey and all shit. And I'm like, this is hard fucking work. You can come down here and try being a human. You can, you can stop with that. Thing. Yeah. Because I can tell that this is Kyle has a deep intuition and a deep knowingness that's like kind of I'm a little like as soon as he really actually taps in he might blow me out of the water (laughs) right he was in like the Akashic Records or something reading them for a couple billion years he's got it man he's got it he's just like totally forgotten because he came down to earth and he's like oh all these sensations are amazing and I'm like you're getting lost we're here to do a job and it's like fuck be human (laughs) Both of our husbands are like very logical, (laughs) scientific process. I mean, I think I am fairly logical and you are too, but that may just be my distorted perspective on things. But I do have to say both of our husbands kind of go with things with us and are open and curious, which I admire and respect and are willing to hear out different sides of the argument or different people's perspectives in a respectful way. Kyle and I have been negotiating that recently because I've kind of come out with some things that are a little hard for him to swallow. And so he's like, we need to put a pause. <laughs> a pin. Put a pin yeah, in it, yeah. Which I think is the thing is, is it's frustrating and helpful is like, I often realize that if I had a more spiritually partner or one who was busy emulating spirituality, then I would I think I would spiral too far out in that aspect but to have someone who is um I think uh, we've all agree they're tapped in but they're also very grounded in this logical logistical human thing so I we're both intellectual both logical but he's very um human logistics and I'm very like alchemy (laughs) logistics Yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny um, that you're leaving our little city party. Um, Both of our husbands are just like sitting together. Having the best time. I don't know. They were talking about cars or something like that. And we were just off in another dimension. I was like, how (laughs) have we not? They're like, have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I... I think it's interesting to to see how people are tapped in in different ways and maybe not know it. And yeah. it's beautiful and wonderful and it's good not to be in an echo chamber and to have people respectfully disagree or question you on things because we all need to check ourselves. Yeah. Check ourselves before we wreck ourselves, as they say. Seriously, in that, that thing of like projection, like if Kyle doesn't care about pretenses of coming across as spiritual when he walks into a yoga room and it bothers me that he's not like lowering his voice and acting quiet or whatever. Like that's my shit. That's my patterning and like programming around how to act spiritual versus just be. Cause then he'll go, he'll do the work. He'll do the breath work thing. And he's like, I feel fucking great. Get up and leave. 
And I'm like, why am I? He got what he needed. Exactly. Like we were expect, we're respecting each other's space. He's not offending anyone or hurting anyone. He just doesn't feel the need to go through all these postulations in order to get exactly what he knows he needs. And I have other lessons to learn. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. <laughs> it's ongoing. It's good. I can see why we've like paired each other and I hold him accountable to like feeling things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been an interesting magic Monday, but not actually Monday. Uh, I feel like this has set us up for not actually being able to record on Mondays. So we'll keep you guys updated to let you know if there are any more glitches. Um, and maybe next time we record, we can talk about glitching the matrix oh. and what that is looking like. I'd love to. That sounds like a ball. Sounds like a blast. I'm all about that. Um, y'all, if you don't know, you can follow Gina on Deep Dive Yoga Instagram. Uh, yeah. Any other outlets you're sharing things you're doing right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah, we're in on my page this month. We're doing a 40 day kriya or yoga meditation starting in August, and you're welcome to check it out if you're interested in Kundalini yoga meditation and breath work. And you like y'all can get the vibe that we're pretty down to earth here. So it's again, it's a really I can say from personal experience, um, accessible. Come as you are, practice. So, yes. yeah, that's what we're about. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. Thanks, Kate, for jamming with me today, and we'll talk to you all next Magic Monday. Uh, yeah, game on, babes. Bye. Bye.